Hello and welcome to the Help More People podcast, where our goal is to help spiritually conscious entrepreneurs find more clients and help more people. I am your host, Adam Nicholson, and we have a very special show for you today with Scott Allen coming all the way from Japan. Scott's mission is to help people overcome their self-defeating behaviors, deal with rejection, and build an empowering, freedom-based lifestyle. So welcome, Scott. Well, thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on the show. It's good to be here. Yeah. And thanks for uh, staying up so late. I know it's uh, quite late over there in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a time difference. (laughs) So... Can you tell us a little bit about your journey, your journey with as an author dealing with uh, this issue of fear and how you ended up in Japan? Sure. Yeah. I'll um, try to give you the um, uh, short version of a very long story, but uh, um, I'm from Canada originally and um, I have been living in Japan for, I guess, uh, it's a little over 20 years now. And um, how I ended up here was... um, uh, you know, I've been, um, I was living in Canada, of course, you know, working and, um, just, um, living my life. And, um, I don't know, I, um, started to, uh, really think deeply about what I, what I was doing with my life. And I realized that, um, I wasn't doing what I felt like I should have been doing. So, um, one day I'm browsing the bookstore and I come across this book and it was called, um, I think most, uh, most people out there have heard of Tony Robbins. Um, I came across uh, one of his books called The Wake and the Giant Within, and I thought, well, this looks pretty good. I think I'll take it home and read it, and I did. And within a few weeks, I was writing out my goals for my life, which I had never done before. At the time, I was probably, what, 27, 28 years old, maybe? So within a few weeks, um, actually, I had my turned my apartment into like one mega uh, mind map. I had ideas all over the walls and quotes. And, you know, I was just, I don't know. I felt like I was just really going somewhere with this thing. And, um, um, probably six months after that, I was planning a trip overseas to countries that I'd never heard of. And, um, it, I just felt like I had, um, you know, by, um, starting to map out this plan for my life, um, setting goals and, uh, working towards them. Um, you know, I stopped, going out to the bars every weekend and doing things that were just kind of wasting time. And I really um, buckled down. And um, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was actually doing something that meant something. A year later, I was in Japan, um, living a different lifestyle, learning a different language, and felt like I was, you know, on the path to doing something that um, I'd always wanted to do. And um, that was travel. And, um, the other thing was, um, writing, which came years later. Um, but, um, you know, um, I, I'd, I'd always been a writer, actually. I mean, I had written my first book when I was in junior high school. It was fiction actually. And, um, I gave it up. I probably gave up writing a couple of years after that. Just, uh, you know, got into teenager things and, um, for the next 20 years, I didn't do much writing at all. And then when I picked it up again, it was kind of the same thing that um, I was living in Japan. And um, after being here for, I don't know, seven or eight years, I realized like something was still missing, you know. Um, and um, I realized what it was. And I, I realized I had, to, I had to start writing again. And um, 
I had this idea to write this, um, you know, self-help book. Um, there wasn't really much sense to it. I just decided like, you know, I just knew I had to write this book. And I, again, I sat down one day, I mapped it all out. And um, within a couple of years, I had this big mega book that I didn't know what to do with. So <laughs> anyway, um, long story short, I um, started self-publishing on Amazon and um, made a lot of mistakes and um, course corrected and figured out um, what I really wanted to write about was, um, you know, to help people um, overcome fear, rejection, and um, live an empowering lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason I did that is because I realized, like, that was just the the course of my life was, you know, that's what I was focused on is in order for me to get from here to there, I did have to work through um, a lot of obstacles. And um, um those obstacles uh, included, you know, working through the fear. And um, I think we'll, we'll probably talk more later about uh, one of my books is Do It Scared, but that was uh, where that book, uh, the idea for that book had come out of um, pretty much, uh, you know, that's how I lived my life is um, every time I took a leap, whether you know, if it was a leap of faith, it was because um, I knew I had to change a certain aspect of my life. Um, but there was always this fear behind it, you know, like, what if I fail? Um, you know, it was always that, like that, it was always like that what if question, you know, and, and it was always in a negative uh, context, you know, like, what if I fail? What if I don't make it? What if I let myself down or let other people down? And anyway, um, you know, just by doing it scared, pushing through the obstacles, um, and, um, uh, being able to teach those tactics to other people was very, empowering to me you know like um and i found that the uh, the best way i could do that was through you know through writing and uh um putting out books that uh you know hopefully could change people's lives so um anyway that's been the journey so far and um it's just been you know um yeah it's changed everything for me i mean i think um you know there's a time in my life where i was just uh kind of drifting you know and um lost and didn't really um i knew that uh, there was something i wanted to be doing but until i actually made the decision that i was going to figure out first you know i made the decision that i was going to figure out what it was and then when i figured out what it was i put a plan into action so anyway maybe um i'll just i'll just stop there because i could probably go on about this for a long time (laughs) i'll let you jump in if you have any questions so yeah so when you say you knew you had to write this book, can you talk a little bit about what that looked like? Because I'm always interested in how people recognize and then follow these intuitive impulses. Yeah, I had this idea that I wanted to write this um, book that covered all these topics. And I, I sat down and I mapped out like these topics for um um, you know, for example, visualizing the life that you want to lead, which is what I had done like years ago, even before I, um, before I made the move to come to Japan, um, years before that, um, um, now, now at the time, just to, just to go back a bit, I was living in Vancouver and I'm actually from the East coast of Canada. So after I had uh, finished college, I, I grew up in a very small town, you know, not much happened. Um, and I was very happy with the way things were that way, but, um, um, uh, something uh, just something just hit me one day that said I have to I have to leave this place you know and I did I left my family I left uh, 
you know, I left a relationship. I left everything behind to move to the West Coast of Canada. And people were saying, what are you doing? You're, this makes no sense at all. And I said, yeah, I know. That's why I'm doing it. So um, um, it was kind of like the same thing that, you know, it was one of those things where like, I had no control over it almost. It was like I felt compelled to do this thing. So that's happened a few times in my life. Now, when it came to actually writing this book, it was the same thing. It was like I felt compelled to write this book that um, um, it was made up of, uh, I think it was like 10, 10 mega chapters. And each one of them was, uh, they were focused on setting goals, um, having a vision for your life, um, uh, being the, the master of your destiny. Um, and... Uh, there's a section in there. There was a chapter in there on uh, overcoming fear. So now a lot of these, this book was actually so big that it took me a few years to write it. And it then took me like another year to edit it. And I was actually probably procrastinating too, because I was also terrified of putting it out there, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, having fear of rejection myself, I didn't want it to be rejected. So, um, and the irony is I've actually written a few books on rejection. So, um, I've had to push through that fear in order to get those books out there. But this book at the time was, um, you know, it, um, it was really laying the groundwork for a lot of the work that I was going to be doing later on, um, in life, which is like right now. Um, and I think that of the nine books that I've put out so far, and I've got three more coming up between now and the spring, um, a lot of that material actually, you know, derived from those, um, you know, the original work that I had done. Um, because I realized like I was putting together not just a book, but a program. And that's um, what, um, you know, I realized like, you know, this wasn't just, uh, I didn't want, um, you know, I didn't want my material to be something that people just read and said, oh, that was good. And then they went on to the next book. But I want them, I wanted it to be something that they could, uh, they could get a lot of takeaways, you know, and, and actually put this into action and, um, um, you know, start to see that there are real changes in their own lives. So, um, but, um, yeah, anyway, the, the book at this time, it was called, um, the discipline of masters. And I'd set this out to be, you know, this was going to be something that I was going to pitch to publishers and, and, and I was going to, you know, I had big plans for it, of course. And, um, um, you know, I always told my friends, uh, I was going to write this, um, I, whenever they asked me what I was doing, I said, Oh, I'm writing this book. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they didn't quite understand my obsession, but it was all I talked about. So I think eventually they stopped hanging around me because they probably got so tired of hearing me talk about it. So anyway, um, <laughs> long story short, um, um, you know, I, um, I had written a book that was so big, I couldn't actually publish the whole thing. So I broke it down into several other books and um, refined it. And, um, you know, um, now I've taken um, a lot of those ideas and I've expanded it into, um, I pretty much built a book business from that, uh, you know, from those earlier days where I was just writing material that I I didn't really have any much of a, I don't know, the time it there didn't seem like it was really making any sense you know it was just like i was just writing and um i don't know i didn't have an audience uh, i was just really doing it for myself i guess but mm-hmm. later on it um didn't become you know i realized like it wasn't about me at all you know so um, it was about something much bigger so anyway um that's where i'm at right now with that so um and that original book by the way was just like i said it had been broke i i broke it up into you know, all the different, uh, smaller books and a few of those I published and expanded on material. And, um, um, anyway, I'll just, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. 
Yeah, I really like how you talked about that because I think oftentimes these ideas come through that are so overwhelming and we get stuck trying to figure out how to implement it when actually doing what you did is oftentimes the best course, you know, breaking up into smaller bite-sized chunks that we can tackle, that we can work through, and also that people can digest at a much easier level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Can you talk, uh, I mean, you, you've mentioned fear a lot and can you talk a little bit about how, you know, how you recognize when this fear comes up for you or for your clients? Like, how do you define fear? Yeah. You know, it's always that underlying feeling that um, you get when you feel like, well, first of all, I mean, when you try something new, I think, um, Whenever I was, um, whenever I felt like I was uh, putting myself out there, or that there was some risk of uh, um, criticism or rejection, or uh, you know, doubt, the fear of failure—that was a big one. You know, that's um, that's that's the one fear that holds a lot of people back um, and actually stops them from pursuing, you know, their destiny or their dreams. Is that you know they're afraid of failing, but. Um, how I handle it is I look at it this way. I mean, there's two ways to handle it. You know, you can, you can do nothing and just let fear have its day and it'll, you know, it'll, it'll keep you in line. It'll keep you stuck. And, um, that's just where we'll stay. Or, um, if you look on the other side of that, it's like, well, I always ask myself the question, well, okay, I can stay here or I can, um, I can take the leap and, um, take my chances on the other side. Now, you know, it's, it comes down to this. It's like, um, you know, one of my favorite, um, poems is by Robert Frost, you know, the road less traveled. Um, um, I don't think it's, it's you know, it, that's actually the name of the, the book that was written by, um, Scott Peck. But anyway, the road less traveled is like, uh, you know, he had, ta- he had taken the road less traveled and that had made all the difference. And that's always been the philosophy that I live by is that, uh, you can go the direction that everybody else is going or you can take the road less traveled. Um, and uh, that is the path where, you know, you're confronting the fears that are, are holding you back, you know, and you may be, um, you may be fearful when you're doing it. But if you look at it, like once you push past that and you get to the other side, everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of that fear, you know, and that's the thing that I always remind myself, no matter what challenges I'm facing or, you know, when I'm working with people, you know, the, the obstacles that they're looking at, um, um, you know, they're, they're faced with that. What if question, you know, what if I fail and what if this happens? I'm like, well, okay, well, what if you don't do something about it? You know, you're going to fail anyway, because you'll be failing at not taking action. So that was, um, that's again, that's another, uh, something that I, I really drill, drill home on is that, uh, you know, you, you might, uh, you might think you're, you know, you're, you're cheating by, uh, uh, just, uh, avoiding, uh, you know, taking action, avoiding the fear that's holding you back, but actually, you know, um, in the end you're, you're, you know, by not deciding you're making it, by not making a decision, you are making a decision to, um, you know, not, not, uh, not take not take charge of your destiny right you know not to do what you were meant to and and to me like that's uh when i look at it that way it's almost like a no-brainer it's like 
um, you know, if I don't do this thing, what's, what's going to happen? You know, if I, um, you know, like, let's say for example, you know, somebody's, uh, you know, they're, they're stuck in a, a job they hate and they want to quit their job, but they know if they do, they won't be able to pay their bills and, you know, they'll be homeless and, they, you know, you can, you can dream up all these scenarios. Right. And it's like, um, um, you know, I recently worked with somebody who was you know, really just dealing with a lot of anxiety because they were stuck in a job that they hated and they had the opportunity to take a job that they really wanted, but they're afraid that, you know, it was a new job, new people, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just stick with the norm, you know, because I'll just stick with what's familiar. Well, I mean, sticking with what's familiar is where that, that's where, where your fear is thriving. That's where it's, you know, it's in control, but it's like this, if, you know, you might fail if you go to the other job. Yeah, you might, but you know that, you know, there's a 50, 50 chance, but you know, if you stay where you are, um, you stay there and you're, you're miserable and, and, uh, you know, nothing changes. Well, you're definitely going to fail. That's a given, you know? So it's like, uh, when I look at it that way, it's like a no brainer. It's like, you know what you got to do. You just have to do it. So, um, you know, just, uh, taking that, uh, taking that leap, you know, that, um, um, jumping to that next plateau. Mm-hmm. So, so in your book, doing it scared, you talk about overcoming these fears, overcoming anything by, doing it scared. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that means? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, um, just a little, just a short little story here about how this came up is, um, a few years ago, I went back to Canada with my daughter and, uh, we went zip lining one day and, um, I'm not a fan of heights. Don't really like them myself. Uh, but she really wanted to try this out. And, uh, you know, for anyone who's never been zip lining, it's basically like you get up in these trees and um, once you get up there, you can't get down. You're you're up there, and you either zip or you have to call for help. And if you call for help more than twice, and they they come over and they put a um, kind of like an orange hat on your head, which basically says like you know, um, um, I didn't make it, and now I'm wearing a, a dunce cap. So you know, I didn't want that to happen. And we'd already um, by the time we got on the we got on the course, we were doing the kitty course which was actually still pretty high up, you know, it was like a good 10, 12 meters anyway. And um, I was up there with her and we had to call for help twice because, you know, my daughter was only 10 years old at the time and she needed to get down. So I thought, okay, we got one more chance at this before they probably either, you know, maybe they'll kick us off the course or, you know, make us wear orange hats, which is, you know, anyway, um, we um we got to this one part of the course where um she actually had the chance to get down and she did and i said i'm just going to finish it off you know because it's the kitty course and you know i like to start i like to finish what i start well i got to the last part of it and it turned out that it was like this 40 meter drop across this um <laughs> you know deep, deep ravine you know this is what the kitty course right you know and um i got up there and i was like wow you know between two i was between these this and there's probably like a good hundred meters from one from where I was at to where I had to get to the other side. Of course, you know, it's, if you think about it logically, it's very safe. It's, you know, nobody dies in the course. It's all, you know, you're, you're zipped up there, but you know, still fear has a way of just saying like, wow, you know, this is something you've never tried before. You're terrified of heights. What are you going to do? So I had two choices. Um, my daughter's on the ground looking at me saying, uh, daddy, what's going on? Aren't you going to do this thing? I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, just checking the lines, make sure everything's good. You know, meanwhile thinking, how can I get off this tree without calling for help? So that was when I realized like I had a choice. It's like, okay, well, I'm either going to do this thing or I'm not going to do this thing. And 
again, it was like, well, if I don't do it, well, you know, I know what the consequences are. And if I do it, well, what, what could happen after that? You know, so I wanted to find out how I'd feel after, um, you know, um, facing my, my great fear of heights by zipping across this thing. And so I, I decided to take the plunge, do it scared. And I would close my eyes, jumped. And, um, it was a very long 38 seconds, you know, from one end to the other, but I got to the other end and, um, um, yeah, I'll just never forget the feeling when I got to the other end of that. It was like, I felt like I could have gone to the next level, you know, which was, um, probably where all the other adults were hanging out. But, um, um, I just felt like, you know, if we'd had more time, I, I probably would have, would have done it because I felt like I had, um, I accomplished something just by facing that fear, you know? So anyway, it's just a little story about how, you know, after, after I, after that day, I went home, started putting this book together and, you know, um, I realized like I actually had a lot of, um, I, it was just in me, you know, it's just in me to get it done. I, I didn't even realize it. And I, I probably wrote it in a couple of months and, Put it out there, um, and it turned out that uh, there's a lot of other people out there who wanted to know how to do it scared as well. So, um, anyway, that was that. Um, so, the, yeah, the book talks about you know things like um, making intentional decisions, you know, in order to take back control of your life instead of just instead of just letting things happen, you know, like letting other people make decisions for you, or worse yet, allowing circumstances to. Um, you know, navigate your, your choices in life, you know, like, um, um, I do believe like, you know, we're, we're not always, we can't always choose the circumstances that, uh, you know, we're, we're faced with every day, but we can choose how to, you know, how we, um, as the Victor Frankl said in his uh, book, the, the search for meaning, you know, we can, we can't always choose our circumstances, our circumstances, but we can choose how we, how we perceive them, you know, how we uh, confront them and ultimately how we, um, how we, uh, take action when we're, uh, you know, given a, a like a, we're put in the middle of something and, you know, we didn't ask for it, but, you know, we have to deal with it. So, you know, um, uh, and yeah, I mean, other things that I talked about in the book was how to break the, uh, you know, the internal resistance that's blocking you from achieving your goals, you know, um, the excuses that we make, uh, oh, I don't have time or I, you know, um, uh, maybe, you know, I'll, um, um, I, you know, I want to change, but I'm, I'm just not, the, I've never made the changes before. I'm not, just not that kind of person, or I don't know, you know, I need help or I don't know. Well, not that I don't need help, but I mean, I, I'm afraid to ask for help actually, you know, you know, and, um, that's another big thing that, um, you know, a lot of people, they want to, they want to make changes, but they don't want to ask for help. So they just kind of stay stuck, you know, and, um, isolated. So anyway, those are just a few of the things that I do talk about in the book. Um, and as well as um, how, um, you know, you don't have to accept the life that you have if you're unhappy with it. You know, you can you can reject the life that you have and then take action and, um, you know, sit down and craft something better, you know, put together a plan for yourself. So. So going back to your to your zipline story, that really resonates with me because I had a little bit of a similar situation I'm not, I knew I wasn't a, a fan of heights, but I didn't really know how much fear I had until I got up on that zip line and realized you can't actually stop once you start. And, mm. you know, confronting that terror of 
having to keep going and keep going. And uh, I certainly don't remember giving being given the option of stepping down. Uh, but but I'm curious for you is, you know, so after you confronted that fear, after you finished the zip line, how, have you, how has that impacted the way you approach heights and, and your fear of heights? Yeah, well, um, I'm still afraid of heights. I still won't get on a roller coaster, but the thing, but then again, I could, and it's not like, um, again, it's not like something's, you know, it's not like it's going to go off the rails and crash, but in your own mind, that's kind of like what you're thinking is like, you know, it's, it always comes back to like, like, well, what if this happens or what if I get up there and I, you know, you just, you know, fear does have a way of taking over your mind and, and creating these scenarios that don't exist because, you know, that's what fear is, is a, um, you know, you're, you're afraid of the, like, like, 98% of the things that we fear uh, never happen, you know, uh, or 98% of the things that have ever happened, have ever happened to me have, have just been in my own mind, you know, so, and that goes with, uh, goes with, um, I mean, whether you're ziplining or, or getting on a roller coaster, I mean, these are all relatively safe things, but what if, what if you were put in a, you know, like a different situation where, um, you know, there was no guarantee of your safety. For example, that's when people really freeze up. Like, and that could be, um, like getting back to, you know, like maybe like, again, quitting your job or doing something risky or, you know, or, um, you know, if you say to like, you know, I mean, there's things that I've done, like I mentioned, I, you know, if I'm moving from one part of the country to the other and there's no sense to it. And people are saying, you're crazy. What are you doing? You know, you start to, believe that maybe I am crazy. Maybe there is no sense to this. And maybe I'm just, um, you know, maybe I'm taking a, an unnecessary risk, you know? So it's, it's those risks that, um, it seems like you're the only one that it makes sense to. And everyone else is looking at you going, hey, do you know what you're doing? You know? So, um, I tend to take that with a grain of salt because I, I, I looked at, I look at other people and what they're doing and, and I, I, I say the same thing to them. Well, you know, you complain about, you know, you know, you complain about your life all the time. You complain about your work and this and that, but you're not doing anything to change it. So what are you doing? So, you know, um, and I don't know. I mean, there's something to be said for, for taking a risk and I'm, and I'm all for it, you know? Um, and sometimes, you know, the risks that you want to take, sometimes it's just, the, it's a, you, you really sh have to pay attention to your gut feeling. Like, um, because sometimes you just know it's the right thing to do, even if everyone else is telling you, like, you know, just doesn't, uh, this isn't like you, you know, you shouldn't be, um, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or, um, you know, uh, you know, putting your, your security at risk, so, so to speak. So, and I, again, I guess that's, those are things that I talk about in the book as well, but it's also things that I, I work through with people. Like, um, you know, if you want to, um, if you, you know, I mean, doing, um, doing what you, what you love in life is, um, it sounds like a, you know, it sounds like a great, like, you know, kind of like a woo woo idea, like, um, cause we hear it every day, you know, like live your dreams and, uh, you know, go pursue your destiny. But I think we've heard it so much that we don't really take it seriously, but it's actually to actually do those things. It does take a, um, large amount of sacrifice. It is a lot of work to get there. Um, but you'll know, like when you get there, you're going to be able to look back and see just how far you've come. And, um, all the people that were telling you, you know, like how risky it is and how, I don't know, 
maybe just how crazy, you know, cra- how crazy you were to be doing these things. I mean, they're now asking you for advice on how to do it, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but, uh, in order to get to that spot, you do have to ask yourself, like, you know, what are you, what am I willing to give up to get there? You know? So yes, you can live your dreams. You can pursue your destiny, but just keep in mind that it's not going to be an easy road, but, um, you know, you do have to, um, there, there are certain things that you'll have to be willing to sacrifice in order to, to get there. And I mean, like, you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be anything. You don't have to, you know, give up all your friends or anything. I mean, maybe you just have to stop watching TV for a year. I don't know. It's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I I don't know if I answered your question. I just kind of a tangent there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, yes, you did. And, and, Thank you so much for that. And on that, I think that's a good place to end. And I know you need to get to bed. It's mid past midnight in Japan. But thank you so much for well, I was speaking just with us today. Yeah. No, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, it's been great. And, um, um, you know, if, um, if any of the uh, listeners want to reach out to me, you can um, contact me at... Uh, Scott Allen site, S I T E at gmail.com. Or, um, you can check out my website at Scott Allen author.com as well. And if you go to Amazon, you can just, um, find me on, um, just go under books, Scott Allen, and you'll find my profile under there. And, um, if anyone has any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them. So, and, and just really quickly, I know you have, I believe nine books. So if, if, you have a first-time reader. What book do you suggest they start with? Yeah, I guess. Um, um, yeah, it really depends on what um, what they're looking to um, achieve. I mean, I do have a few books on. I have two books on um, overcoming rejection. One is Rejection Reset. The other, the other one is Rejection Free. And we do have a third book coming out next year, and it's going to be the third book in the series. But. Um, uh, one of the books that uh, resonates with a lot of people is called Drive Your Destiny. And um, just the subtitle is uh, Create a Vision for Your Life, Build Better Habits for Wealth and Health, and Unlock Your Inner Greatness. So um, I'd recommend you know starting, starting with that one. And when you're finished that, you can move on to Empower Your Life. Um, those are good books to start with, you know, especially if you're looking to build a plan for your life. Um, and, um, you know, get a... Uh, get uh get grounded with uh like a really get a really good foundation built and then you can start to um you know scale up from there so excellent well thank you again this has been wonderful well thank you